Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the Last Stand Podcast. And here's your host, Brian Custer. That's right. Welcome to the Last Stand, where we bring you the unfiltered straight talk from some of the biggest names in sports and entertainment. And on today's show, we've got one of the biggest names in the sport of boxing. This young man is a three-time world champion, two different weight classes, He's currently the WBA lightweight champion. He is none other than Gervonta Tank Davis. Tank, welcome to The Last Stand. Thank you for having me. Man, it's, it's been a while uh, since we've had a, a sit-down talk, but there's so much to get into. And, and obviously, how is Gervonta Tank Davis these days? What have you been up to? Uh, just, you know, just training, you know, um, getting ready for this big fight. You know, uh, running a lot, playing basketball, spawn, and things like that. You know, trying to make the best of uh, camp. What and what is it like been been for you as you prepare, as you talked about for this huge fight? Because we have already seen uh, boxing has been back. We've seen some fighters not make weight. We've seen some fighters look rusty. What have you been doing to make sure that when you step back into the ring, you're in top shape and ready to go? Uh, I actually, you know, moved my camp to Vegas, you know, and I had a long, longer camp. You know, I I normally do eight-week camp, but I started 12 weeks out. So um, just, you know, try to prepare as much as I can because I know that Leo, you know, he's going to bring a lot to the table. And, you know, so I want to be, you know, great and prepared, you know, for Leo when, you know, that time comes. Have you – have you – thought about or considered what it's going to be like fighting and now you know every fight you have now are big fights with no fans you've sold out arenas and now boxing's back but there's no fans yeah so um it just you got to take what come with you know and things like that if if you know we can't fight with fans some you know in the amateur some of us was going out out, out the, uh, the country with no with no coaches. So, you know, you just got to deal with the, the sport of boxing and, and what come with the sport and, you know, being a professional that we is, you know, we got to deal with come with the game. So you, you talked about this big fight and you mentioned Leo on October 24th on Showtime pay-per-view, you've got your first pay-per-view fight where you're headlining, taking on Leo Santa Cruz. Uh, he's a world champion at 130 pounds, you're a world champion at 135. 
talk about this fight. Uh, this fight going to be, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be a, a, a excited fight, I believe, because off of what he's saying, he's saying that, you know, I get tired in the fifth round or I only have five rounds in me, so he going to crush me. Uh, that's the same thing Pedraza tried to do when, you know, when uh, he thought that I was like, uh, just starting and things like that. So it's it's things that I got to capitalize off of, you know, making sure I run a lot and things like that. So I could be able to put out as much output that he put out, you know, and be able to take his his punches and give it right back. So I believe it's going to be a exciting fight, probably one of the, the most exciting fight that's, that, that uh, Showtime released on the schedule. You know, um, it's just going to be exciting. I can't wait. Yeah, you know, you have always, and you've, you've told me this a number of times, that you've been looking for one of those big signature fights, legacy fights. And, and do you believe that this fight with Leo Santa Cruz fills that void? Uh, yes, because of, of um, the name. You know, uh, he, have a, he, ha he has a big name, and um, his fighting style, you know, it's going to be like I said before with with uh, Gamboa, he wasn't putting out a lot of punches. He was basically trying to survive. Leo, he is he's coming to fight. He's not scared. He wanted to show people that you know, no matter how big a fighter is, how hard he punch, he's he's a great fighter, and he and he he has something to prove. Both of us coming to the ta table, and some we had something to prove. So. I believe that, you know, um, both of us are going to go out there and give our all, and that's what makes a, a, a great champion and, and a legend. You know, I, I really think the, the interesting thing about this fight is that, you know, you're champion at 135. He's champion at 130, but he says the contracted weight for this one is at 130. So that yes. means you've got to make the weight. And yes. he, he even said, quote, there are severe financial penalties for Tank if he doesn't make the weight. Yes. How severe are we talking? <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 that's on his end. So, I, I mean, I don't know. But I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about making the weight, you know. So, uh, just hopefully, like, we. that's why I started 12 weeks out. I didn't start eight weeks out, you know, I, just to get myself room. And, it, and when I don't make weight, it's not because – it's always because of, like me, it's coming down to me trying to shorten, shorten, uh, like if I gotta lose two pounds, I will wait, I will wait till the, like the last day and think I'm gonna just ease it off, you know, and it really don't work like that. Once you, once you get down to the last couple of pounds, it get a little harder, you know, so it, it just be me, bad timing and things like that. It's never because, I haven't trained the right way or anything like that, or my coaches. It's always because of me. I remember when we did the your homecoming fight in Baltimore, and we had a long discussion, and, and I remember one of the questions was, hey, it, your weight is always an issue. Yeah. And, and then the question I think I came to you are, are those days of you missing weight behind you? And you said, absolutely. And then yeah. we get to Atlanta, and all of a sudden you have the weight issue. Yeah. So here we go. Let, 
once and for all, will Tank Davis make the weight in are those days of missing weight behind you? Yes, I'm definitely going to make the weight. Yes, my life is depend on it. And if I if, if I'm going to make the weight. Because <laughs> you know I'm this will go viral if you don't. And you know that, right? And it's going it, it's, it's gonna to take one time to make the weight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I love that. Let me ask you this. Does Tank Davis have a discipline problem? No. No, I don't have a discipline, uh, discipline problem. Um, it just, like, again, when I told you, it's just me cutting down to the, the weight at a certain time. That's the only thing at, at, at the end of camp. It's not what I'm doing in camp. It's just at the end when it's time to shed them two or three pounds off. You know, I'll be at weight coming to the, the week of the fight. It's just them lower pounds will get a little harder at the end. Do, do you have to maybe change some of the things that you do in between fights? You know, one of the, I, we had Errol Spence on the show, and he said, listen, you know what? Maybe I was enjoying myself a little bit too much yeah, in between yeah. fights, and I, may, I need to start being more diligent, uh, running, doing different things, at least staying in shape in between fights. Yes, sir. I, I think that, – and that's just not me. I think it's just athlete, period, boxers, period, you know um, – Sometimes we 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 enjoy ourselves too much in a long period of time. So that's why I said that's why I gave myself twelve weeks, you know, to prepare for this fight and not eight weeks, you know, because I know what I'm coming into. I know what weight I gotta um, go to, you know, I gotta make and things like that. So um, it just it's athlete period that need to you know stay on top of that grind and things like that. Because once it's once at first, when you coming up to you know before you get the money and all that, you still on the grind, so you don't do as much. But once you get the money and the, and the fame and things like that and the belts, you gotta be able to maintain the lifestyle and the boxing, you know. So it just you know maintaining what you what you going through. Javante, do you do you think your power is just gonna be too much for Leo in this fight? I don't think my power will be too much because uh, he's 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 I believe that he's a he is a veteran. You know, he he's been in there with people that had power. He he actually fought. I think he fought Gary Russell before, and Gary, we know we all know Gary Russell had power. Um, I just believe at at a certain stage it don't have nothing to do with you know what someone do the best. It's it's out. It's about who come out there and perfect that night, you know, and things like that. So if my power, it will show, you know, if, if, if my power be too much for him, it might be a, a short night. Mm. Uh, in your opinion, what do you think this fight will boil down to? I think the fight will boil down to who wanted the more, the most, who wanted the most, because He's coming with his output, a lot of punches. You know, he throw more than me. Um, I'm coming, I, I hit hard. So it's just about who wanted the most and, and who could take that, who could dish it out and take it too. So, You, you know, the, the one thing uh, you've always told, told me and told a lot of people is that you see yourself 
as the next pay-per-view star. And now here you're, here's your opportunity. I've even heard other fighters say the same thing. We had Danny Garcia on this show, and he said, I think the next star of boxing is Gervonta Davis. He keeps his head on straight. Tell me why. You even use the hashtag, the one. Tell me why, in your opinion, Gervonta Davis is the one when it comes to the future of boxing. I believe, I, I believe I'm the next star, uh, pay-per-view star, because it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not the outside the ring. When I fight, it's exciting. You know, I'm not, I'm not somebody that just gonna box your head off and, you know, and uh, just win, win just, just to win. You know, even if, if my best performance, I'm still giving you action. I'm still, I'm still, I'm doing, I, I believe that I have more, a lot of skills that a lot of fighters don't have. A lot of fighters don't move their head. A lot of fighters don't, you know, um, like slip and throw a punch. A lot of fighters just, when we talk about fighters right now, it's all because someone had, most, some, some fighters have all power and they don't have skills. Some fighters just out there, you know, going off of what they know and they don't even, they don't even have an amateur background. They have just 14 fights in amateurs. I'm just throwing a number out there and they turn pro. Me, I had an amateur background for, and I turned it over to pro, I mean, to the pro side where so I'm still doing, I, I'm mixing the pro life with the amateur, my career and things like that. Also, outside the ring, I just had that, that not flashy, I don't want to say too much flashy. I know how to turn it on and off. You know, once it's time to grind, I know how to get, I know how to chill. And when it's time to pick it up, I know how to go out there and, you know, do what I do, you know, things like that. So it's a lot of, it's a lot, not just fighting, not just outside the range, it's more of being myself. You know, a lot of people, a lot of people don't be that. So a lot of people want to be someone else. A lot of people want to be a Floyd Mayweather, and his lifestyle and his fighting don't add up to other fighters. You know, they try to do that. And to be honest, when I first got around Floyd, I was going that way till I had to realize it was some some things I could do with Floyd and some things I know I can't because we different fighters. He might can he might can sleep all day and wake up and go straight to the gym. Me, I got to get up, I got to eat, you know, I got to take a shower, warm my body up, and then go to the gym. It's just a little different stuff from, you know, different fighters and things like that, so. Got it. Um, you know, you talked about Floyd Mayweather. You're in Vegas, and you've yeah. been training. You've been training with Floyd. We've seen the videos of you guys in the ring. Tell me, A, why you felt the need to come out to Vegas train with Floyd, and B, what little things have you picked up from him, from training with him, that you've added to your toolbox? Running more, one. Running more, he get on me about running. Conditioning, for sure. Um, just little stuff that he teach me, like why I'm, I'm sparring, and, and if I don't get it, he will get in there and spar. He'll get in there and spar and show me. 
what he talking about and things like that. So he actually been a big help in this camp. He mostly he to be honest, he been hands on more than my coach for right now. You know, just and he been watching Leo and things like that, telling me like what he like to do and everything like that. So he he's been a big help on, in this camp for sure. So I'm definitely trying to see what you know what we bring to the table October the twenty fourth. Uh, and, and do you, you know, everyone always talks about how smart he is uh, in the ring. Do you get a sense of that when you're you're training with him from some of the stuff that he's been telling you and teaching you? Yeah, he, it just, it just, I don't, he, he's definitely, he's very smart in the, in the ring. You know, he just, I don't know. He, he, it's saying like he know the punch, he knows somebody punched before they even throw it. You know, it's like. He sets he sets you up where as though you only could throw a certain few shots, you know, while you're in that position. So he already know what you you capable of before you even throw it, you know. So I believe he probably one of the smartest fighters still now than a lot of fighters. Um, as, as you uh, as as you guys are are been training for for this uh, fight, you know another. Uh, video I think that kind of went viral was you sparring with Ivan Redcatch. Oh, yeah, so yeah. we, we saw the video of you sparring with Ivan Redcatch, and then minutes later, Ivan Redcatch is all upset about it and even said, hey, look, uh, Tank is fat. He's this. He's that. Yeah. Tell me what happened there and why, why the dust up? Uh, we actually came up to the gym. I went to Buddy Jim, uh, um, one of the coaches in L.A., you know, and I forget who, and Richardson Hitchison was with me, and he had sparring, you know. So when I was with Richardson Hitchison, um, we always, like, he always, like, bringing me to the gym, like, because he, 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 he's still on the come on, so he always go to the gym a lot. So when I, I'm around him, I go to the gym a lot. So we, we he had spawn, and then I was, uh, matter of fact, 40 set it up, set the spawn up. And it was like I was I was uh, going spar real cat, so I'm like, all right, cool, boom. We get in there. So I, t I like it was like a little, you know how you try to figure a fighter out the first round, boom. So we figured each other out, boom. So I started taking it to Iron. So once I started taking to him, I started catching him with shots, and then it just was, it was too easy. It was too easy. And then I was about to knock him out. So and where I'm from and in the area I'm from, if you about to knock somebody out, like if you don't, if you if you have like if you have like a relate not a relationship, but you care a, a little bit, you just get out the range like nothing, you're not doing nothing to teach me something. And 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 I'm not even doing nothing for me to learn anything. So get out the ring. If I'm not gonna knock you out, then it's mine will get out of the ring. And that's what you're saying. Me beating him up, and then I just got out the ring like that. And then he just took it to, he just took it beyond, I don't know. <laughs> and I told him, don't even, he shouldn't even fight 140. Because if he can't take my punches, 140, they probably hit way harder than me, you know? So it's no, it's no reason. And then I'm surprised that Danny didn't get him out of there. Mm. Let me ask you this, Javante. What do you think is your best weight? Your best weight to fight at? 
I really didn't like fighting at 35. I like mm -hmm. fighting at 30. 130 right now, you believe is your best weight? Yeah, because when I'm small, I'm, I'm way quicker. I can throw a lot of punches. I'm stronger. I'm strong at 30, well, I have a weight class I am, but I feel like, I feel like 130 is, that's, that's a, a weight that I can become, I can become that, that's that, like that big star. 35 too, but 30 is like, even if I fight 30, I mean 35, I would rather try to come more so at least 32 and be like a good 36 at fight at fight night. Uh, you, you mentioned this about Leo Santa Cruz, but it, I, I'll, I'll go ahead and quote him. He said, quote, talking about you, he's strong for the first four or five rounds. We must be careful uh, that he doesn't catch us uh, with any punches in, in those rounds. But after that, he gets tired. And that's where my experience comes in. I'm going to go right at him, and then I'm going to drown him, put pressure on him, and this is how this fight must be, end quote. What's your response to that? My response to that is we can't go off of, I only have five rounds because I knocked Pedraza out and um, I knocked Pedraza out in the seventh round. I knocked Gamboa out in the twelfth round. So we can't just go off of he's saying that I only have five rounds. It's more so that he he think he gonna put pressure on me for them five rounds. I mean for for them five rounds and then on the back end he gonna try to like swarm me. It's not gonna work like that. He gonna come in there and try to pressure me, press me, and he gonna and he gonna feel the power and then it's it's gonna wind up in the early night like Pedraza because they try to overpress me, think I'm gonna get tired when I'm not. Uh, I'm. He say he, his experience gonna get him the win. I have experience too. I've been fighting since I was seven years old, so I know what to do with somebody pressing me and things like that. I know I can grab and think and, and hold them, catch my breath, and you know let off shots and grab again. And he don't have no. <laughs> we'll see October 24th. I got you. Yeah. I got you. Leo's not the only guy. It seems like you have become the guy that everybody wants to call out for some reason. Uh, let's start. And I just want, I'm going to name a fighter and you just give me your response. Devin Haney gets on Instagram. He posts your picture, uh, your face in a Donald Duck body and says that you're just one of the number of fighters trying to duck him, Devin Haney. You look like I duck a Devin Haney. Clout baby. You're going to call him clout baby. You're looking for the clout. <laughs> Ryan Garcia. Um, he says, in fact, uh, your good friend Adrian Broner says, you're going to fight him after Leo Santa Cruz Ryan Garcia called you out earlier this year. What about Ryan Garcia? Ryan Garcia, baby. He's a baby. But he, he got potential. He just, it'd be too early. He still got, he still, he need to work with uh, 
the uh, Canelo Canelo team a little bit more. Um, Tevin Farmer, another guy who's called you. Obviously, he's got Jojo Diaz. He's got in front of him. He's another guy. Uh, your thoughts on Tevin Farmer? We can't even mention Tevin Farmer no more. We can't mention Tevin Farmer no more. He can't even be – he got to work his way back up. He got to grind back. He got to go back and to that gym and grind back up. We can't even mention him no more. We can't. We got Mitchell Jojo Diaz. Uh, Gary Russell Jr., another guy who said he wanted to fight you. Your thoughts on Gary Russell Jr.? Gary Russell Jr., he, I, I believe he's too small. Um, Gary Russell Jr., I, I don't think that's a, a, a fight that a fight that makes sense right now because it's so, we, we, we look at them. If we building a star, we want somebody that can pit butts in their seats. Gary Russell is still fighting in, you know, that small MGM. We need somebody that can fill the big MGM in a T-Mobile center. So it don't make sense. We're, going after, we're going after this. Right, right, right. Uh, and then the one everyone always asks you about is Vasily Lomachenko. Lomachenko. If he, if if we get past our our free our free guys that we got ahead of us, because we can't look past um, our opponents that we have in front of us, then we can we can make it rock. I think it's mm-hmm. probably time, or if not if not definitely not this year, if not um, next year, then uh, 2022. I believe the beginning of 2022 we can make it happen. I always ask uh, the guys, especially fighters, who we have on the show this question. If it was up to Gervonta Davis, give me your next two opponents. Definitely Leo and Ryan Garcia. Mm-hmm. Why I say Leo and Ryan Garcia? Because, for one, Ryan Garcia have a, have a, have a, he's picking up a good crowd. He's like a um he like a Oscar coming up. Not more not more of big as Oscar, but he has that he have he have a crowd. So it's 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 good once you have somebody that have people behind them and you know where you're trying to go at, then it's good to, you know, bring that together, you know. So the one thing that I always respect about fighters and and, and really what I respect about you is how you guys, a number of uh, of fighters have come from really environments that could have drowned you. And yet, here you are, a lot of you have made a lot of money, world champions, and I respect that. And, and for those who really don't know your story, so to speak, give, give, give us a, just a sense of when Gervonta was a little guy and how, you know, your parents, uh, they had their issues. You foster home. Give us a just a, a touch of what you had to go through. Um, so when I was younger, uh, uh, my mom and, and dad was on drugs. So once they was on drugs, my mom left me and my brothers. I got three. I got two, three brothers, but two on my my my, uh, my mother's side, and I was the baby. So one of them already was taken away. The middle. The middle brother was already taken away because my mom dropped him or something like that and broke his leg. So he was already taken away to his, his father's side. So me and my oldest brother 
the oldest out of everybody. We was together and my mom left us in the house by ourselves. So they took us away. My grandma fought about like two years to get us back. So once, once, we, once we got back with my grandma, we was like the new kid on the block. And I was always the fighter. I don't know why, but I was always the fighter. So I used to fight for my brother and everything. So one time I fought, and um, I fought inside in front of my doorstep. And my so happened my uncle walked out the door. So when he walked out the door, he seen us fighting. But my uncle is the type, he gonna let me fight. And he just watching. But then he, after the fight, you know, a couple of days, he took me to the gym. Cause I was fighting a lot in school and things like that too. So he took me to the gym. And it wasn't so much of me liking boxing. It was just me around other kids and like what's going on, then how they was treating me like a like one in that child. So I fell in love with the gym. So that's and and once I fell in love with the gym, I used to after school, I run straight to the gym and not even come home. I go straight to the gym. When you look at uh, your childhood, how how what you had to endure as a child, how has that played out in the type of fighter that you are in the ring? It just what that's what I, I believe that you know that's why a lot of people gravitate to me because they feel that you know what I've been through it shows in my fight my fighting game because like I take what I seen from the streets to boxing that's why I say if 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 you if you don't have it got to be somebody that's like a different different race that don't that had my background but like different and don't care what I had going on to beat me or you not gonna beat me because of I I think like like from I'll take what I learned from the streets to boxing. Once I'm in there it feel like I'm I'm ready to not I don't wanna say kill because we had fighters that 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 got killed inside the ring. So I don't wanna say kill but it's like my expression. I, I let I let what I've been through. I let it out inside the ring. Wow. That's 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 why. That's yeah. Um. You know. Uh. I, I want to ask you a couple of uh, of tough questions here, um. Uh, because earlier this year in February, uh, TMZ had that video and it, it the thing went viral. Uh. It was when you grabbed the mother of of your daughter, uh, mm -hmm. like around her neck and you pulled her out of the arena. Um, and you admitted on Instagram that you had been yeah. aggressive with her. Uh, this is a good opportunity just to explain what happened. And because I know there were a number of people who were disturbed when they saw that. Yeah, it, it was so happening. I've, I've been around my baby mother since, since I was by like, probably about... I want to say like 20, 22 or something like that. I'm 25. No, I'm longer than that. I'm tripping. I've been around her for like six, six years now. Six, six, seven years. I used to go to Atlanta like way before everybody started going to Atlanta. So we have a chemistry, right? I love her. Like, I love her. And I'm overprotective. So once I said, I heard that she was at that game and I told her, I said, you need to get out of there. And that's my baby mom. I take I, I look at her and things like that. Like I make sure she's good. And again, I love her. 
So once I, w- I was just mad. And once I seen her, it's not I grabbed her by her neck. I just told her, like, I grabbed her like I should, like, you got you to gotta get out of here type, type thing. Like, and I probably was wrong for doing that. I was wrong for doing that. And, but it was so much of a, not me trying to hit her or it's just me. You know how like somebody, you angry at a kid and you like, and you grab him by the like jack, like, come on, like that type of, it wasn't not like me fist fighting her or, you know, just me trying to beat her up or anything. If I, I'm not gaining nothing from beating a right. female and I am a fighter. If I touch you in any kind of way, like far as fist, I'm gonna hurt you. So it wasn't, it wasn't that, it was just me removing her from that situation that she didn't supposed to be in. So let me ask you this, uh, and we'll move on. Number one, I think the first question is, does Gervonta have an anger problem? No, I have, I say a little, a little, just okay. a little. Does Gervonta have a problem with women? No, no, I don't have a problem with women. And and lastly, did you have to talk to anybody professionally about any of this? Did you have to seek, you know, professional help, whether it's for your temp, uh, uh, your anger, um, the, obviously the incident with one. Did you have to talk to anybody professionally about it? Uh, yes, I had to talk to somebody professionally, but it wasn't because it wasn't because I had to. It's more so uh, because of the situation just like in the future, know how to deal with stuff in the future. You know, not not trying to have like because because you don't agree with something, react on it, you know, or deal with it a different kind of way besides besides going out there and touching somebody that physically, you know, just go out there and talk to them, you know. So yes, I I definitely talk to someone, talk to someone professionally about that situation. You know, one thing, too, I thought it was interesting, and he's a friend of yours, is Adrian Broner. And, you know, I think from the outside, so many people look at him as a bad influence. But, you know, we had Errol Spence on the, on the show. Errol Spence talked about the great advice that Adrian Broner gave him uh, about just trying to deal with fame and uh, knowing how to balance that type of thing and knowing that when you're coming into a lot of money, and becoming a champion that you're going to have so many things coming at you and knowing how to bounce. And he, he talked about all the great advice that this guy has, and he's almost become like a mentor for him. And I was like, wow, I think a lot of people would be surprised that that kind of advice comes from Adrian Broner. Yeah. Cause Adrian, you know, Adrian came up on a fast pace. So Adrian, Adrian, he wasn't nobody that, shared away from the people that was coming up. He was always the person that, it, like, the, that person to help. That's why, that's why if you see me now, like I have, if, if, if I have a fight, I always had someone, like, um, people on the undercards or things like that. Like, I had people that I trained with on the undercards or even having them around me, showing them what not to do and what to do because I got it from Adrian. Adrian was the, the, the person that he came in the sport. I mean, when I first came around, I didn't even know Adrian. Adrian was 
Adrian was always coming to the amateur. It was just him. Adrian always came to the amateur fights, pitting on like Sean, um, the uh, amateurs love. Adrian always. That's a, that's why I was I, I was able to get what not say to get what out, but that's who I knew who to like to go through because Adrian always was. I seen Adrian with Al, I seen Floyd with Al, and things that Al was doing for the fighters. So Adrian was always the type of person that he never hate. He always even if he doing wrong, he'll tell you this not what to do. This what you should be doing this, and if you out of line. He'll tell you like you out of line. Like he'll tell you like for sure. Like no matter what, I don't care if you're bigger than eight. He'll let you know like you out of line for that and things wow. like that. That's so Aiden stuff. definitely he he definitely in a sport he probably had in a sport like if you look at Adrian like talking wise, then you'll probably brush him off. But if you really get to know Adrian and like be around him, you'll you'll love him. Hmm. What's the biggest misconception you think about Javante Davis? People from the outside who don't know you, biggest misconception they have about Javante Davis? Far as, far as how they see you as a person. Not a boxer. Not as a boxer. Um, far as. I want to say I'm goofy, like when, like if I'm around you, if if I'm not goofy when it comes to to people that I don't know, but if like if if you know me and we're around each other, I'm always playing, I'm always playing. Um, I'm not an angry guy. Like people probably think that I'm an angry guy, or it's it's easy to get me mad for sure, but far as like. This overall, I'm I'm a playful, like happy guy, but inside the ring, I'm just I, I I believe I'm a beast. Like I'm just a different person inside the ring. But overall, like as a as a as a friend, like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a happy guy. Like I'm a I'm a playful guy. I play all the all all the time, things like that. But people get off of. They see me, and I had like I. My grandma always used to tell me like, "Oh, why you look so mad all the time?" But it's just like my face, like it's just how I look. Like I don't be mad; it's just how I look. Um, who does age? Uh, who does Javante Davis like to watch fight? Who's the guy when he's if he's fighting? Even Javante Davis says, "Man, I got to turn on the TV. I got to watch. This is my guy. I got to watch him fight." But that's fighting now or that's fighting now. Now I like to fight I like to watch uh one uh Canelo. I like to watch Canelo. Cause he's he's exciting. He he definitely I think he probably one of the most exciting that's fighting right now, besides uh Deontay Wilder. Um I like the I like to watch Earl. And it, it, it's a lot of young fighters too. Like I like to watch Richardson, Richardson, because they have skills. You know, it's not just somebody going out there and punching. They have skills. So I like to watch a lot of young fighters. Yeah. The uh, people fighting uh, on uh, what's that? 
Well, you, you, you mentioned him, uh, and we've had them both on the show. Danny Garcia, Errol Spence, what do you think happens in that fight? That's a tough fight for both. For both. I believe that Errol got – Errol have the – Errol have the – the the um the – I mean, no, not experience. Errol have the um technique, the skill – no, skills. Errol have the skills. Danny Garcia had the timing. Danny Garcia know how to wait that perfect moment. You feel me? So it's 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 a fifty fifty fight. I'm excited for it. I'm ready to watch it. I'm gonna be on the edge of my chair and things like that. <laughs> That's another great um fight for the sport. And I can't wait. Um I it's no party I, I could go for. It is somebody I could go for, because I'm more so close to to Earl, but again, nope. Everybody don't know that Danny Garcia gave me an opportunity to spar him before when he was fighting for Zed. When I was coming up, I, I sparred uh, Danny Garcia for Zed. You know, so he gave me that good opportunity. I'll never forget him for that and thankful. And I am thankful for that. So it just, it's 50 50 to me. And they both, you know, again, both been on the show, both talked about you and had nothing but high praise for you yeah. as well. Uh, Tiafomo uh, and uh, Lopez and Loma, that fight. Tiafomo have, he have the, he had the, he had the, um, the youth. He's strong. He has skills. Loma just a, Veteran. It depends on if if Tiafimo sees his moment. If he if he's coming up to to the ring, like he don't care. If he have a little shake, like he he he's 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 uh not not scared, but he questioning himself. Then I give it to Loma. But if he coming up to the ring, like forget what. Who, who this guy is, I'm the man, then we got a problem on our hands. Javante, <laughs> um, uh, people who watch the show, we always like to interact with them and we let them ask questions on social media and a uh, number of them for you. Let's start. Uh, you know this guy, Stephen Fulton, cool boy Steph asked the question, uh, what tattoo is next? Cause you got a whole lot of them. He said, what yeah. tattoo is next? Uh, for Javante Tank Davis, uh, I want to get my. I I have two homies that that that, that got killed, so I want to get a picture of them on my rib. One of them, Joshua, he just he just got killed probably like um, uh, two months ago or three months ago or something like that. But that was somebody that I came up with that he down there watched me grow up, like in them times of me. Me and my grand, like me and Fawcett, I mean, uh, like with my grandmother. My grandma used to leave a lot because she used to have a different house with her husband. So I always was in the house by myself. So he used to grab, he used to come grab me from the um, the house, and like I used to stay with him, and he had taken me to school and things like that. So he was somebody that was really close to me, and like made sure I was okay, like another not a father figure. 
but a big brother, like like a big brother I never had. Like he always gravitated me and like made sure like nothing happened to me and things like that. So I definitely that would be my next tattoo. Uh, how many do you have? How many tattoos do you have? I have a lot. I, I can't even count. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that body is is covered yeah. in ink. Uh, yeah. Drew on Twitter asks, "Why haven't you?" Wanted to fight Lomachenko. It's not. It's not me. It's definitely not me. If 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 I if it was for me to fight, if it was up to me to fight Lomachenko, we then I'd be fighting on this lot. I mean, on this uh, zone right now. So <laughs> it's not. It's not me. It's just <laughs> politics and and coming to the right agreement. Uh, Bruce on Twitter asks, "What weight class do you see yourself ending your career at?" 140 pushing myself to 147 if mm. if i'm if i'm healthy if i'm healthy gervonta we've come to the last segment of this show we call it the last stand i'm going to ask you a series of questions gervonta tank davis you yes, give sir. me the first thing that comes to your mind you ready yes first thing that comes to your mind when i say jamal and jermel charlo crazy power Crazy power. Gervonta Tank Davis aside, who is the next big star of boxing? Next big star of boxing? Next big star of boxing. Oh. Next big star of boxing. It's a good one, huh? It's a lot of them. Give me one. Give me one guy that you think has it. Damn. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a lot it's a lot of it's a I don't wanna mix I don't wanna take no I don't wanna I don't wanna I don't wanna what's that? I don't wanna I don't want to like not mention somebody because I know it's a lot of next big stars. But I'm gonna go with a solid. I'm a, I'm gonna not say my friends because I don't want to. You know, I, I'm not gonna say my friend. Okay. I'm gonna say somebody like uh, what's his name? He's from Philly. Oh, Jaron Ennis. Oh, there's Jaron Ennis. Boots. Boots. Jaron Ennis. Boots. I like that one. Uh, if you could fight one of boxing's greats and get in the ring with him right now, who would that fighter be? Can I name two? Sure. I will. I would want to fight Floyd. Just to have a just to have that the experience, not not just win or lose. I don't care about none of that. Just to have the experience and see what he actually brings to the table. Because it's different when you actually in there, and Sugary Leonard, Sugary mm. Leonard was, it was a bad info. What is called Marvel. <laughs> it was a bad Marvel. And then lastly, who's the one fighter that just ticks you off? I mean, when you see him, when you he talks, he you ju- he just rubs you wrong. Who's that one fighter? 
it's still it's still Tevin. It's Tevin still Farmer, Tevin. huh? Still Tevin. <laughs> Tevin still Farmer, Tevin. huh? <laughs> yes, it's still Tevin. Still Tevin. Dravante <laughs> Tank Davis. Man, let me tell you something, young man. I always appreciate the time you give me. This has been a lot of fun. Yes. I wish you nothing but the best of luck, you know, obviously, in this big fight. You've always said that you're going to be the next pay-per-view star, and now it's here. Yes. Now it's yes. here. And, yes. folks, that's what we do here on The Last Stand. We bring you the biggest names in sports and entertainment, just like Javante Tank Davis. Yes, Thanks sir. for watching. We'll see you next week.